When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings, Rich is Not a Four-Letter Word podcast fans. This week, we're doing things a little bit differently. If you've followed me on Facebook or Twitter, you know that I haven't been shy about sharing the story of my struggle with breast cancer. Two years ago, I was shocked when I was diagnosed with stage 3 lobular breast cancer. For the nine months that followed, battling that disease would be my life's focus. Now, I've heard from so many of you who have friends or family in treatment and from many who have beat the disease. I dedicate this podcast to you. You just can't have any idea how much your support through those nine months meant to me. Just hearing about other people's success stories inspired me to fight on. And ultimately, I began to learn so much more about myself and others. Cancer taught me to be more open, to appreciate all that I have. Life's gifts, well, they come in surprising packages, right? And cancer for me ended up being a strange gift. This month, the people at Komen Greater New York gave me their Impact Award at a luncheon in New York, a gift that frankly bowled me over. The Susan G. Komen Foundation has raised a total of, get this, $3 billion to find a cure for breast cancer and to help women get diagnosed and fight the disease. In this podcast, I'm sharing the speech I delivered. First, you'll hear me thank Fox for standing by me during my treatment and recovery. And then I tell the story, my story, of battling the disease. Listen. One of the cool jobs that I have at Komen is to get to celebrate people who have done such amazing things and helped, uh, been such amazing supporters of this organization. So I'm honored today to be able to present the Surviving with Impact Award to Jerry Willis. When When Jerry was diagnosed with stage three lobular cancer, she had to look around to make sure the doctor was speaking to her. Then, her first thought was not dying, but rather, when can I get back to work? How long will it take me to get back to normal? When Jerry learned, uh, what Jerry learned is that breast cancer and the seemingly endless treatment would create a new normal, in many ways better than her old. Jerry thought she was tough, but then she learned she was really just a weenie. Those are her words. And then she dove deep and discovered a new toughness. We are grateful for Jerry, for her generosity of spirit, her courage, her her drive to give back, and her positivity and infectious laugh. We're also grateful to her for rallying her colleagues at Fox and for creating an amazing Race for the Cure team that helped fundraise and create even more survivors like Jerry. 
Jerry, Komen NYC is proud to award you with the 2018 Surviving with Impact Award. Congratulations. This is like an emotional day, I'm telling you, and I was glad to remember those famous words about people in TV, especially the women. There's no crying because your false eyelashes will come off immediately. Uh, I've got a lot of people to thank. First, the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Susan G. Komen, Greater New York, thank you for this award. The difference this organization makes every single day in women's lives is truly phenomenal. To the brave and never take no for an answer, Nancy Brinker, where are you? Thank you. Komen has raised nearly $3 billion, billion with a B, to fight this disease. To my longtime friend Kathy Black and my new friend Margaret Cuomo, members of the board, thank you for choosing me to receive this award. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you to Komen New York's guiding light, Linda Tantawi. You are amazing, my friend. I love you. We have an incredible group of people here from Fox. And I'm here to tell you a secret about Fox that you've read in no gossip column, one you've never heard. The company is unbelievably generous with its employees who face some kind of traumatic health scare. And that's how they were with me. When I was at home and I stayed home for months, my phone would ring or I would get an email from management. And what was the question? Were they asking me, when are you getting back to work? No. What can we do for you? Do you need anything? How are you feeling? That's what I got from Fox. And that kind of support, it allows you to get better earlier because you're not worrying about your job or who's going to take it or, or what you might be doing next. You know you're okay so you can get better faster. Thank you to Fox for that. As I said, we have an incredible group of folks here from Fox to help celebrate, and one of them is Fox's very first woman CEO, Suzanne Scott. Suzanne, thank you for coming. Right here, is she gonna stand up? Come on. Congratulations on your new role. Suzanne is the only female CEO running a major news network. Right on. Thank you, Fox President Jay Wallace, for being here. You're here as well. And a special thanks to Shepard Smith who bought one of the tables today, and he couldn't be here because he's on vacation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to say thank you to the glittering talent at our tables here. It's amazing. Bill Hammer, my friend. Martha McCallum. Ainsley Earhart is here. Sandra Smith. Cheryl Cassoni. She was here. She's still here? She's still here. 
She got up at 2 in the morning, but she's still here. Thank you for being here. Now, I work at Fox Business, and the entire management team is here today. I don't know who the hell's running the network. Uh, Brian Jones, who leads our efforts. Gary Schreier, thank you. And a special heartfelt thanks to Thomas Bowman. Tom, you're the heart of FBN, and you kept me from doing silly things like working for 10 hours straight, or you would tell me, time to go home, Jerry. I appreciate, thank you for, your, for what you did. Uh, also, thank you to my mother, Betty Jean Conley, and my brother, Steve, both of whom traveled uh, great distances to be with me during treatment. And I saved the best for last. That's my light and rock, my husband, David Evans, who always knew exactly what to say to me to keep me upbeat. I love you, David. Thanks, everybody. I want to share with you what I learned during treatment and diagnosis and the whole story. And I promise to keep it short because I'm wearing four-inch heels. You know it's true. I, I can only stand up here so long. And to do that, I'm sharing some of my personal photos. These are not flattering. These were not Fox PR approved. These are my photos. You're going to see the reality of cancer. That's what I want you to understand and know um, what it's really like. I was diagnosed in late April 2016, about the time I released a book, uh, Rich is Not a Four-Letter Word. I tell you that because this is me promoting it, uh, with Neil Cavuto, and I look pretty healthy, right? Only six weeks later, I would look like this. Take a look at this photo. Here I am arriving for my mastectomy at Memorial Sloan Kettering with my mom and husband. I look very different, and the difference here is six weeks. That was the Josie Robertson Surgery Center, by the way, which is pretty phenomenal. Being a glass half full kind of person, I sailed through that surgery and felt I was on my way to achieving my ultimate goal, which was getting back to normal, just being me. I got a wig. I went to PT. But the truth was, and this is the hard part, I really hadn't accepted the fact I was sick. I would literally sit in MSK waiting rooms and look at the other women there and think, wow, they look really bad. I was one of those people. But I hadn't really accepted the fact that I was facing stage three breast cancer. That wake-up call came on the day of my fourth chemo treatment. I was getting adriamycin, if you know what it is. It's called the red devil because it's red going into your veins. Kind of gruesome looking. As I sat in the chemo suite, my left arm propped up on the arm of the recliner, it became clear my veins were no longer cooperating with the nurses. The first nurse tried once, then twice, to get the needle to lodge in a vein. It didn't work. Then came another nurse and another. They kept poking me. I hate needles. On and on it went. Pretty soon I found that my heart was pounding and my shoulders went up to my ears. When one of the nurses said, maybe you should just go home and we'll try again next week, well, I started shivering uncontrollably. At that moment, I was face to face with my fear for the first time. What if this didn't work? What if the chemo and 
the treatments and the drugs and all of this that I'm doing, what if it all failed? What if cancer won and I lost? And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I didn't have time for what ifs. I needed that yucky red stuff in that needle in me. I needed to take that drug. I needed to get it in. And then I brought my shoulders down. I opened up my hands. I relaxed. And that next needle found its home. I'd gotten my drug. And not only that, I had been part of the solution. Having faced those fears and beat them back, I moved on to be a critical team of the folks who were treating me to get better. I broke down each part of the treatment, each surgery, five weeks of daily radiation. I got through it all, fighting all the way. And you know, I never did get back to normal, ever. I wasn't the same old Jerry. I was better, I was more patient. I knew what was important family, friends. I was embracing life. My glass was not just half fill, full, but filled to the brim. I'll never forget that summer, sitting in the audience at Tanglewood on a sparkling summer day. I was listening to Mozart with my husband. The sun was beaming down. It was so beautiful. I realized even then, still facing weeks of treatment, how lucky I was to be alive. And I cried like a baby because I was happy. With the benefit of experience, I say, if you have to take this journey, and I pray, 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 you never do, understand this. It can be far different than anything you've ever expected. Full of hope, wonder, happiness. So ladies, get that mammogram. Today I'm back at work, back in the saddle. It feels good to be back at Fox with my friends and my cohorts. But every day I remember the women who continue to fight. Former Fox makeup artist Marty C Mary Cicero, my chemo advisor and fellow breast cancer beater Deb Coat, who is here. And the many, many of us who have lost people to breast cancer, including my boss, Brian Jones, I just found out today, I had no idea. Look, it takes a community to support those of us diagnosed with breast cancer. Susan G. Komen, New York, is that community, and its programs are critical to diagnosing, treating, and holding up women who face this struggle. I am so proud to support Komen, and so I ask you, today of all days. Support us. Support Komen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I always want to hear from you. Share your stories and give me your thoughts. 
Follow me on Twitter at Jerry Willis FBN and on Facebook where my handle is Jerry Willis. And if you have an idea for the regular money-focused podcast, tell me. We'll get it on. Have a great day. And remember, rich is not a four-letter word. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.